Today, we're going to the moon with a dog. This is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. That's one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender. Welcome back. Now, hold on. I just did the intro about going to the moon with a dog, and that reminded me. I once played this game with my young daughter where she picks an animal, and I'm supposed to guess what it is. And one time, I just couldn't guess what it was, no matter what I asked. None of her answers made sense. She would say, it's a land animal, but it's an air animal now. And I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I know all the animals she knows. So you know what animal she chose? A dog in space farting. Now, guessing a dog was not good enough for her. Like, if if I guessed a dog, which I did, that was not good enough for her. Even if I guessed a dog in space, that would not have been good enough for her. I had to guess that he was in space and farting. So I never guessed. Anyway, my name is Guy Hassan, and you're listening to the Dreamcatcher Podcast. This is the Friday episode, and every day of this past week, we've been tackling the Inhumans to see if technology can create what Stan Lee imagined almost 50, 50 years ago. In every episode, we ask, can anything we imagine be created? Before we get on with today's episode, let me tell you a story about a story. A thousand and two years ago, when I was but a wee kid, I read a book by Frederick Paul, a science fiction giant. And I can't even tell you which book it was, I don't remember, but there was a character there who lived on Earth. And he, as many others would do in the story, would choose to be an astronaut in a very special way. Whenever space exploration needed a body, he would go into this machine, and the machine would scan him and then copy him exactly into the spaceship far, far away in space. It's just like teleportation, just like beaming someone up or beaming someone down, except that the original body doesn't get erased. Now, he thought he was being heroic, that he was giving himself a chance to be a hero, to be an astronaut, to be an explorer. After all, that's what his other selves were doing. He was doing his thing, and he got a chance to be a hero. Except that he wasn't a hero because he always remained behind, safe on Earth. And his clones, cursing him, kept going through horrible things including dying many, many times. And he would still get into the machine at home and copy another self, and he would never hear about what happened to those other selves. So he did it again and again and again. That story stuck with me over the 9,989 years since I've read it, possibly at age 13, if you've done the math. And when we got to today's episode, I kept thinking about it, because 
because we're going to talk about teleportation in a minute, but I, I always wondered, why do I have to disappear and perhaps die so that the new me, the exact me, can go to the moon? Well, that's a philosophical issue and maybe a moral issue and even a physical issue because physics may not let us. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's get back to today's question. Last episode, we talked about the inhuman Lockjaw from Marvel Comics. He's a giant dog. And yesterday, we asked if we could create dogs as big as lions. And if you didn't listen to that episode, you should. You'd be surprised, then horrified, then surprised again, then horrified again, then something else. And But that's yesterday. No spoilers. So today, I want to tackle Lockjaw's teleportation power. Can we ever create a teleportation machine that can teleport a dog or a human from one place to the next? Sounds impossible, but is it? Scientists have been researching teleportation for decades, and just recently, Chinese scientists successfully beamed up photons 300 miles into space. Into space. So, let's take a step back. How was this done, and when can we teleport a giant dog? Scientists used a really strange phenomena called quantum entanglement. Basically, you have two photons who are part of the same event, and then they are entangled, married forever, inseparable, except you can separate them. That means that whatever happens to one is conveyed immediately into the other, even if the other is far away. And immediately does not mean at the fastest speed we know, which is the speed of light. Immediately means immediately, no matter how far it is, without any form of communication that we can detect. So whatever one photon sees, feels, or is in contact with, basically any information one photon gets, the other photon immediately also gets. And here's the funny thing. That information disappears from the original place, the original photon, and reappears with a second photon. So here's what scientists did. They added a third photon, and the third photon, and the first photon touched. The first photon then knew many things about that photon. It was a very intimate touch. It got its information, and then, once that photon was known, it collapsed and disappeared. At the same time, it reappeared exactly the same, as far as we can tell, 300 miles above Earth, next to the second photon. And voila, teleportation. Scientists have been able to teleport photons and atoms over distances for a while now, but this is the longest distance so far. And this is also the explanation why in teleportation, one side has to die and disappear for the other side to appear. It's all about information and quantum entanglement. Question, can we teleport bigger things? Because the bigger the thing, the more information it carries. 
and you need to know all the information about everything in it in order to teleport it. You need to have all the information about all the electrons and all the protons and all the neutrons and all everything for the teleportation to take place. And right now, we don't have a way of getting so much information, and therefore that information cannot teleport from one place to another. But in this podcast, we're talking about the future. Can something be done with technology that we can safely predict? So let's go into the future and see what the next step is, because the next step is coming. The next step is we teleport molecules, like water maybe. Then comes the next step. We teleport bigger molecules. And then we teleport molecules from living beings, like DNA. Then we teleport one-celled organisms. Then we teleport multicellular organisms. Then we teleport spiders and flies and mice. And everyone will get to see the moon before we do. And then, and then, we get to have the first human who ever gets teleported. Imagine the story behind that person. Imagine the experience going through it to be the first human to ever be teleported. Imagine what kind of person it would take to agree to be teleported. And what would his or her life be like after they were teleported? Would they be as big as Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin were for the rest of their lives because they were the first people, the first human beings to ever walk on the moon? Teleportation is just as big, if not bigger, than walking on the moon. Now, the first teleportation is not enough. Because first you teleport across the room, then you teleport across the ocean, then to the other side of the Earth, then from Earth to Mars, teleporting instantly, not taking six months in a spaceship. And as we are developing space stations for teleportation around the solar system, on Earth, flying will become unnecessary as planes in 99.9% of their capacities will become unnecessary. Teleportation will become a regular means of transportation. You can go from where you are to any location on Earth, just take your baggage, go to the teleportation building, stand in line, because it's a long line, and get your passport stamped, and in five minutes, you're on the other side of the Earth, just like that. So, our question of the day was, can we create teleportation and even teleporting dogs through technology? The answer is yes, we can. In fact, it might only be five or six decades away. You may be able to see it. The world is not done changing, my friends. And so we have another successful yes. Yes, anything we imagine can be created. But will that be true next time? Tune in and see. I'm Guy Hassan. The podcast is produced by Ilana Boudot, who would always prefer to teleport to you-know-where to visit you-know-who 
The theme of the podcast was created by Noah Cohen Eliash. Our website is dreamcatcher.vision. On Twitter, I'm at dreamcatcherpod. And my question of the day to you is, would you be willing to be the first person to ever be teleported? Let me know at hello at dreamcatcher.vision or on Twitter. The Dreamcatcher podcast is brought to you by Comics in Power, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. Comicsinpower.com. And if you go there and you can see, you will not be able to see the website. Only a blind or visually impaired person can see the website. That's the way it's built. So whatever you do, don't go to comicsinpower.com. I shall leave you to puzzle over that. I will see you in the next Dreamcatcher podcast. That's one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender.